Brittany Griner has bigger balls than Bill Burr. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. I was watching the comedian Bill Burr on TikTok the other day. And I'm not a huge fan, but it seems like he's kind of promoted as a anti-woke comedian. Like uh, a comedian who says dangerous stuff. I think he's friends with Joe Rogan. Has been on the Joe Rogan podcast probably a bunch of times. Um... I think he's in his 50s, so he probably started comedy in the 90s, maybe. I'd say he's maybe top five stand-up comedians that are around today. But, like, YouTube will suggest videos of him to me, and I usually don't watch them. Like, he's supposed to be anti-woke, but I just, I feel like when I watch him, I'm like, that was woke. And I don't find woke stuff that funny, I don't know. He's kind of interesting. Yeah, so he, I think he has red hair, so he's, he must be Irish or something. So he's like a, you know, in his 50s Irish man. I believe he's married to a black woman, so that, that lets him say a little bit more stuff than someone who ain't married to a black woman. And I think, like, his most famous skit is, like, it's never okay to hit a woman, but but I understand why you want it, you know, but I understand, I understand, I understand why you wa- want to hit a woman. Then I was thinking about that. I think Chris Rock also does that skit. I think both of them. I think both of them have a skit about you know, that, you know that that's 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 they don't they don't have the balls to say it. Like I'll say it right now. It's never okay to hit a woman. But then, if I was doing a comedy skit, I wouldn't ever say that again. I'd be like, I'd say that one time, and then the rest of my comedy skit would be would be all about hitting women. Like they're so weak. They're so short. They're so soft. Their upper body strength is so lacking. I, I mean, they're just easy to hit. You can just punch them up all you want. I mean, women, am I right? They won't shut up. They think it's okay to hit you. I guess I see why both of those guys have skits about hitting women. It, it, it basically just writes itself. But like I say, yeah, I mean, I like Chris Rock more. But anyways, Bill Burr, he just annoys me because he has a skit like that. But with every little punchline... He says it's never okay to hit a woman. Like he just he can't he can't go more than two seconds without throwing in that caveat. And I just I just feel whatever you're you're not you're not that crazy. You're not you don't have that big of balls if you got to throw in the caveat like every single time. But so TikTok, I was barbecuing, I was barbecuing chicken. Takes a long time watching some TikTok, and they threw one of his skits on there about abortion that actually I thought was pretty good. Um, he was saying that abortion is kind of like he's like. It's kind of like you're making a cake. Like you get your ingredients, you put them in the mixing bowl, you mix them up, then you pour that into the cake pan, and then you put it in the oven. And then an abortion is like someone comes up five minutes after you put the cake in the oven, they pull your cake out and they throw it on the floor, and you go, you destroyed my fucking cake. And they're like, that wasn't a cake. It wasn't done yet. That was not a cake. So I'm sure you get the idea there that, you know, you know, when is a fetus, when is an embryo that becomes a fetus, uh, you know, it ain't a baby. I mean, it's kind of like a baby. The thing inside a woman's um, uterus is not the most unlike thing that has ever existed from a baby. And so I like that skit. He kind of went on, he, he, whatever, he, he told it funnier than me. I'm not trying to tell it funny. I'm not trying to steal his joke, but I'm trying to say how... He just isn't that anti-woke. And the reason why is because he said five minutes. It's like someone went and threw your cake on the floor 
after it had been in the oven five minutes. Like, I don't know how long a cake takes. Let's say it takes probably like 30 to 45 minutes. And so, you know, to be ruthless with that joke, basically what he's saying, he's saying is that people who have abortions, they only kill the baby when it's barely starting to be a baby at all. And so I just, whatever, I was not impressed by that. Like, the more ruthless joke would have been, you know, it was five minutes away from being cooked. Or maybe you say, oh, you know, you put it in the oven, it was in for 40 minutes, and then someone comes in, pulls it out of the oven, and throws it on the ground and stamps on it. Stamps on it? Stomps on it. But so anyways, he just, you know, he had a great idea for a skit. I mean, he still pulls it off, and it's fine if you're trying not to offend people too bad. But just, you know, he could have taken it just that, that's what I would that's what I would do. For my comedy, I would have taken it to the extra degree. You know, maybe like the cake has been in there so long it's starting to get burnt and now someone pulls it out and throws it on the ground and stomps on it. And he has another routine uh about how the lack of interest in the WNBA is women's fault. And he's like, you know, maybe you know he kind of I think it's rhetorical, but he kind of asks the women in the crowd of a stand-up uh show He's like, hey, ladies, can you name five WNBA teams? You know, can you name who the champion WNBA? You know, you probably know, but Women's National Basketball Association uh, League. It's the women. Women's basketball. He's like, hey, ladies, do you know who the champion of the WNBA was last year? Obviously, the answer is no one knows. But, you know, people paying attention to and wanting to watch women's sports it's it's kind of interesting you know it definitely has woke anti-woke sides to it woke people like to use it as a cudgel to beat their enemies they're like look how america's racist against women they don't even watch the wnba and i don't know the thing is, is that women don't like to watch sports i mean some i know i know some women like to watch the nfl for some reason i guess just because it's the big dog but in general women are not super interested in like sitting down in front of a tv for three hours and watching, you know, people move a ball around, but tons of men are like, oh, I can, I can spend three hours watching a ball move around. Sweet. And so no one likes the WNBA, but I think the people, I think the fans of it are actually men. You know, there's a small, a small, you know, so of all the people in America, the people who like to watch sports are men. And then of all of those people, the ones who like to watch women's sports there's just a small group, a small subset of those of those men who like sports in general. Like I know one guy, I've only ever met one guy, he's in his, I think, late 70s, and he loves the WNBA. And he also loves watching other sports. So I guess, you know, if you, if you think that like, like a woman would, she only watches one sport and it's the WNBA, well, that's not how it is. What it is, you get, you get a man who watches eight hours of sports every day because he's retired, and all of a sudden, he can he can fit the WNBA in there somewhere. And I think Bill Burr said this, or maybe it was someone else, but someone was saying, you know, now that men can identify as women, you know, someone could, whatever, a man could identify as a woman and then join the WNBA. And then she would be scoring, like, you know, 60 points a game. Like, I think, you know, I think the typical score is maybe about 80 points, you know, and a normal superstar would score about maybe 25 points. So, you know, like if, if LeBron James says that he's a woman now and he went to the WNBA, he'd be scoring almost, you know, he'd be scoring as much as the entire opposing team, basically, and just crushing them. And I agree with Bill here, but Bill Burry's like, 
he'd watch that. He'd watch the WNBA when that happens. And so, Brittany Griner, that's the WNBA star who's in Russia. She's whatever got charged with having a marijuana vape pen or something and whatever. Russia and America don't like each other now, so they're keeping her they're keeping her as a prisoner, political prisoner. I think America's getting ready to do a prisoner trade with like an arms dealer and maybe a murderer or I don't know what. Something or other in exchange for her and maybe another American. And I think Trump Trump's on something called Truth Social, which no one goes to, or at least I don't go to. But I think he said that was a, that was a bad trade. And I don't know if he's like joking, like the obvious joke is that's a bad sports trade. So I don't know. I don't know if he was joking or if he's just like, no, nah, you shouldn't. Anyways, Trump commented on it. Who cares? But because she's in the news, there's some... I have a friend on Facebook, an old lady, and I don't know exactly what her take on it is. But anyway, she, she would just mention Brittany Griner in her posts occasionally. So all of a sudden, I'm seeing something about Brittany Griner on Facebook. And one of her posts, I think it was like, you know... You know, don't don't love her. You know, it doesn't matter if you love her. If it doesn't matter if you hate her. She's a human being and she should be released from prison. Something like that. And I was like, it doesn't matter if you love her. I mean, that's fine. You know, she's a sports star. I'm sure some people love her because she's a sports star. But I'm like, it doesn't matter if you hate her. And I'm like, who hates her? And I'm not sure who hates her. Maybe, like, if you support Russia, then... You don't like her or something because she's being used as an example of showing that Russia's evil? I'm not sure. But what it made me do was go to Wikipedia and look up her article. And then, you know, on any, any living person who has a long article will have a personal life section. So I went to that. And I've mentioned before, Brittany Griner, she's like six foot seven. She's got more testosterone than most men. And she's a lesbian. So all that stuff I knew... But then I was just reading her personal life section, and it was kind of crazy. Like, basically, you'll hear about, uh, you know, I don't know, NFL players, you know, football pro, pro sports guys who are whatever, who do bad stuff, you know. And her little biography, that part of her biography, read the same way. And it was like, she has a history of domestic violence. She's married to another WNBA player. I didn't look up the height of that person or the race, but for some reason I think it's a shorter, whiter woman. And so, apparently, she has a history of beating up that partner, wife. And then it was it gets even weirder, stranger. Um, so that her wife got pregnant. So they, had, they had kids, maybe twins. Obviously, through in vitro fertilization of some sort. And, anyways, Brittany Griner, like, whatever. She didn't want to pay child support. All right. I wish I would have... I, I wish I could read this part of it. Look it up. Look it up. It's crazy. But anyways, like, she married this woman. They were married for just a little while, I think. Or maybe they were married. They had the kids, and as soon as as soon as they had the kids, Brittany's like, I'm out of here, and I ain't going to pay child support. So I guess let's put it this way. Brittany Griner has more balls and more testosterone than Bill Burr. So, anyways, that's interesting. And so there's a pop singer named Demi Lovato, and... uh Hmm, Lovato. That makes me think there's a Simpsons episode. The school bus driver in The Simpsons, his name is Otto. And he's like a he's like a stoner. And there's an episode where he goes, My name is Otto. I like to get blotto. But so Demi Lovato has gone back to 
she, her pronouns. I think she was doing they, them. I can call her she now, thank God. Um, you know, she's a, she's a woman. She's a female. She called herself non-binary. I think she was the most, I think, well, I think she still says she's non-binary, but, um, She's the most famous celebrity to go non-binary and change their pronouns, uh, at least to my knowledge. I might be forgetting someone. But she was like a Disney star, uh, Disney Channel star, you know, a child star. She's like a child star who, you know, once she hit 18, because before that she was ugly and I didn't notice her. But after she was 18, she was smoking hot and she, you know, did a pop career with various songs. I actually liked a song of hers. And then she was dating Wilmer Valderrama, the guy who, he normally, he only dates women under 18, like famous women. He always dating famous women under 18. Look up what he, who he's, I've talked about it before. Look up who Wilmer Valderrama has dated. It's crazy. And what years he dated them in. He's a guy from that 70s show that played Fez. In any case, and then I think Demi Lovato started doing crack and heroin and... Maybe she got off that stuff, and then she got real, real fat. And then she said she was non-binary, and she wanted to be called They, Them. And in fact, there's a TV show or a movie called They, Them coming out. I forget what it's about. But in any case, Demi Lovato, she has mental health problems. She's she's crazy. I don't know. She's probably bipolar or something. She's bipolar. She became non-binary. She thought They, Them was a good idea. Now she's back to she, her, and... I guess that's a success story for the anti-woke people and a failure for the woke. Makes me think of it. There's a singer, I think in the 90s. What was her name? I can't remember her name. But anyways, there was a singer in the 90s who was a lesbian, I think, at some sometimes. Sometimes she was a lesbian. And then all the lesbians loved her music. And then she married a man and had a bunch of kids and settled down. Which was a punch in the nose to all her lesbian fans the movie uh batgirl got shelved put on the shelf i'm sure you dear listener like what batgirl movie but anyways they made a a batgirl movie like you know just like you know marvel is part of disney well dc comics that's like superman wonder woman batman um that's part of warner brothers so i guess warner brothers made a Batgirl movie and they were it wasn't clear if they're going to put it release it into the theaters or if it was going to go on HBO Max which is the streaming you know it's like their version of Disney Plus their version of Netflix and apparently the movie cost 70 to 100 million dollars to make which is and that's like you know that's that's not as much as a giant blockbuster but it's also way more than just like a piece of crap streaming movie so it's kind of in the middle of no man's land but anyway, it was a, whatever. It was a movie. Apparently, they made the movie all the way through, and then they tested it. You know, they showed it to audiences, and the audiences were like, "That movie is terrible." And then I think it's still a rumor this time. They're like, "Okay, we're not." The rumor is they're not going to release it. It may change. And, you know, I think people are going to call them racist against women and racist against uh, whatever non-white women because. Batgirl is normally a redhead, a white redhead. In the comics, she's a white redhead. But in the movie, they made her, uh, I don't know, I think she's, I don't know if she's black or Latina or what. But if you're woke, it's not okay to not show a movie with a black Latina. And so, we'll see. We'll see if they can be shamed into releasing the movie or whatever. 
So none of this is known for sure. Like none of this is a true fact. That's the God's honest truth that you can take to the bank. But I'm just going to tell you the theory. So you know the the anti woke pop culture YouTubers are saying that this is because so Di- uh, Discovery Discovery like Discovery Channel does all the I don't know Kim Kardashian shows I think Discovery Channel bought Warner Brothers from AT&T. Like AT&T is a giant company and they bought Warner Brothers and they thought they wanted it and then they're like, you know what, we don't want it. So they sold it to Discovery. And so Discovery has their own, I guess, Discovery Plus, their own version of Netflix. And so they bought Warner Brothers and they're canceling basically everything that Warner Brothers was doing and they're going to they're going to redo it. They're going to do superhero movies at a later date, but for now they're canceling all the all the old ones cuz they think they're crap. And so here's the part, you know, if, if, if something sounds too good to be true, then it ain't true. But there's the theory, the guy, the Discovery guy, who's now in charge of, Warner, now in charge of everything, uh, he doesn't think woke stuff is a good way to make money. And so it's going to, whatever, they're going to stop making woke crap. And apparently Warner Brothers was run by a woman who has now been shit-canned. And apparently that was her idea. She thought that woke stuff was good. She wanted... You know, she wanted every star to be a woman. She wanted every race to be not white, etc. So we'll just we we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. But maybe you know, one of the major um, movie studios is going to stop doing a whole bunch of uh, diversity, equity, inclusion stuff and try and make stuff that people like. I don't know. So I previously mentioned like Netflix. Well, first, okay, first off, tech stocks kind of they all crashed. I'm not sure when. Maybe three months ago. I don't know, three to six months ago, it's t- it's timed exactly, you know, it goes along with the inflation hitting and then the the Fed doing the interest rate change, blah, blah. But tech stocks have crashed and, I don't know, like for instance, Netflix, they, they had a, they had a, they had a diverse, they had a, they had a whole division of diversity and they fired all those people. They got, you know, or laid them off, I guess. They let them go. And so we don't know about... Other companies, I mean, you know, like for instance, like Google or Facebook. Facebook, you know, they don't they don't make TV shows, so they don't have like a specific division of making woke TV shows that they can fire or whatever. But because the stock price is crashing, the tech companies are starting to, you know, they used to be like they can't get enough employees. They're always looking for more employees. All of a sudden, now they're like, you know what? We need to get rid of some of these employees. We need to lower our costs. And so because of Trump, and especially after George Floyd, right, the lunatics were running the asylum, uh, and you, whatever, and they had to keep all their employees, every employee they had, they had to, they had to do whatever their employees said. Basically, the, yeah, the employees are like, you need to be woke, Google, you need to be woke, Facebook, and they're like, okay, you're, you're the boss, because we can't, we can't get someone to replace you. But now, all of a sudden, they're letting people go, and so we don't know this, but it, but it it might be it might be that this is their chance if they're smart or whatever this is what i if i if if i was in charge this is what i would do i would get rid of all the woke people first and you know woke people protesting and doing stuff that whatever woke people cause problems for the uh, people in charge of those companies and so it would not it would not completely shock me if they do get rid of the woke people but we'll see like if you're trying to cut costs, you know the the diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, part of your business makes you zero money, costs you a bunch of money, and also causes a bunch of problems. I mean, I would start right there. Now, that's not it's not going to be a good look if you fire all those people. Although Netflix did it, so we'll just see.
but this may be the tide turning or this is this is this is the this is their chance this is you know and i'm sure you know maybe google gets rid of all their woke people and facebook keeps all theirs you know it could go any which way so but this this is this is the big tech company's chances to get out of wokeness a bit and with trump not not you know trump's gone and biden people don't like biden I, th- I think they might be able to do it. You know, when Trump is there, you got to fight Trump tooth and nail. So, but now Trump's not there. I don't know. And now Trump's coming back. I, I, I don't fucking know. We'll see what happens. And I was talking to, uh, I guess his name is Paul Chato on YouTube. It's called Call Me Chato, C H A T O, and his YouTube channel is like a former network executive tells you about blah blah. You know, usually whatever stuff in the culture wars, woke versus anti woke pop culture stuff. He'll tell you how, whatever, how the new Star Trek show is way too woke, stuff like that. And I looked him up on Wikipedia, and apparently he was a TV network executive, but from like 87 to 91, so he's not he's not the world's greatest network, net, net, net exec, whatever you want to call it. But I guess as far as people that, you know, will actually respond to me on Twitter, uh, he's the best thing I got as far as understanding how the TV industry works and film. But we were kind of talking about how these woke shows today suck. And he said something. It's so blatantly obvious and true, but I just, I just didn't, I didn't know that it was true. Which is that TV writers, you can't, just, you, can't just, you can't just pick someone off the street and turn them into a TV writer. You have to have experience. It's like every, basically, just like every job ever, you have to have experience at it to be good at it. Like I went through the... Uh, electrician apprentice program in Oregon and to become an electrician you have to have 8,000 hours of apprentice experience on the job experience and so that's 40 hours a week every week for four years straight for instance that gives you 8,000 hours and so Chato said you know if you want to be a good tv writer if you want to write good tv shows you need 10,000 hours of experience so that basically that means you need to do it for five years and that's probably right you know like I think that's about right. You do any job for five years, you're probably going to be pretty good at it at the end of the five-year period. And so if that's true, and I'm pretty damn sure it is, well, they've only, you know, we've only been doing like super woke shows for maybe two or three years. So for someone to, you know, just just someone, you you, so you get, you know, you, you pick someone based on their race and what they have between their legs and you give them a job as a TV writer and they make a crappy show and then I guess that gets canceled and they make another crappy show. Anyways, it's going to take five years of them making crappy shows before they can make a well-written, woke show. So we're probably about a couple years away from woke writers being able to actually make a good show. And so I don't know what that means. Like, you know, I only want to watch stuff that has good writing. So maybe I'll be watching and enjoying woke stuff here in a couple years. Or maybe now the movie... TV companies are going to stop hiring woke writers, so those writers will never get their five years of experience, and so there will be no woke writers with talent in two years. Or my guess is it's going to be something in between. Basically, a few of the woke writers will get good, and they will make good shows, but most of the shows will just go back to having, I guess, you know, white men with 20 years' experience writing great TV shows. All right, and apropos of nothing, uh, I want to say what money is. Money is the ability to make people do what you want. I said that to a lady in a grocery line once, and she had no idea what the hell I'm talking about. And I don't mean like, you know, you can buy sex or something, you know, although 
you know, throughout the history of the world, a lot of times money, yeah, you could you could buy it, you could literally buy a wife, you could literally buy sex, maybe buy a husband even. But like, just think of the grocery store. So like, say you go to the grocery store and you buy some chicken. Well, your money, what you, your money made people do what you want. Like you wanted some farmer to raise some chickens. You wanted some meatpacking factory to cut that chicken up and put it in some shrink wrap. And you wanted someone, you wanted a truck driver to drive that chicken to the store. And you wanted that store to give that chicken to you, to hand it over to you so you could take it home and cook it. And so that's what your money did. You got all those people to do what you want with that money. And say your toilet's broken. Well, you know what? You can, you can force a plumber to do what you want. You force that plumber to fix your toilet with money. I mean, he, you know, that plumber would probably rather sleep in, you know, or maybe go on vacation. He didn't want to come fix your toilet. You forced him to do it with that money. Like, you know, maybe you're one of the many people who doesn't like being homeless. You like to have a roof over your head. Well, with money, you know, no one's going to give you a house. But you can force someone to give them your house, give them the house with money. Like I've said before, you know, phrases you don't hear anymore are, uh, it's a free country and money can't buy love. But, you know, if you got a roof over your head, all of a sudden, women who need a roof over their head are going to like you a lot more. And, and, you know, and vice versa. Anyways, that's just a little theory I have about how money works. You can force people to do what you want, which is the world's greatest ability thing that you could ever want to do, is to for have other people do what you want. And I'm just going to throw it in here, because why the hell not? That makes me think of an interesting fact. So, like, you know, what what college degree gets you the most money? Obviously, it's going to be, like, engineering, physics, stuff like that. Maybe economics. But the one you wouldn't necessarily... The, the one that surprised me is philosophy. philosophy. People who get degrees in philosophy make a lot of money. And I, I don't, I've never taken a philosophy class. But I think philosophy is, like, it's in between, like, English and math. It's, like, words... But you have to use the words correctly. So, you know, like, you know, it ain't like all the women who go take a communications class or get a degree in English. Uh, but you're not, you're not quite getting an engineering degree, but uh, whatever. It's good. It's good for your brain. It's good for your, for some reason, it's good for your income. And I know a woman who got a degree in philosophy, and she is smart as hell. There's something, I think you got to be smart. I think that's the answer. The degree itself doesn't matter, but people who get degrees in philosophy are really smart, and then really smart people make a lot of money. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.